ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Booking Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Slippery Steve Barber, and joining me <laughs> as my co-host is Delicious Dwaylon Davis. Hey, everybody. Yeah, I, I come up with a new one. Every, I'm go, I'm, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to come up with a new one every single week. Uh, and today is actually kind of, I don't want to say it's an off day, but we actually were not supposed to be recording today. Yeah. Because I had a commitment that was supposed to be all weekend and then tonight. However, when I showed up for the first day at 8 o'clock in the morning after having to get up at 5.30 in the morning on Saturday and driving almost an hour to where I had to go, and I get there and I'm like, oh, it's been rescheduled. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what do you mean it's been rescheduled? When were you going to tell me it's been rescheduled? Right. And why didn't you tell me before I drove an yeah. hour? Yeah. And they said, well, it's been rescheduled next weekend. I said, I can't do next weekend and because you know we had something going on which, ironically enough, after I got back home, actually, the thing that I had going on is actually next Monday, which is the reason I couldn't do that entire weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they said, oh, you could do the, the Saturday and Sunday, and then then the, the Monday portion, you could just do some other time. I'm like, mm, because of what we're doing, I'd rather just knock it all, you know, knock I don't it all wanna, out I, at once. Yeah, I don't want to kill the momentum of it. Um, and then I got home. There's a I have a family situation going on down in North Carolina, mm-hmm. and I told you about it. And you know, kind of a long story short, I'm we're getting a dog. <laughs> so we're getting a, a tweening that is going to be, we're going to meet up with um, my cousin in Beckley, West Virginia, because that's about the halfway point between us and Aberdeen, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. You know, so actually, I think they, they might live in, I think they live in Carthage or might, may, they may even live in Cameron, home of Hardy's. That's right. <laughs> Uh, so, but yeah, so that's what got this going on. So now we're here. So I texted Joy and I said, by the way, I can do the, do a show tonight. Oh, okay, cool. What are we going to talk about? And it's like, yeah. <laughs> cause we were not planning on doing anything tonight. So, right. uh, we, we are going to hit on some kind of, you know, kind of current news. I mean, yeah. uh, these are, uh, good enough stories. We can talk about them. Yeah. Uh, because I mean, I think they're pretty big. Uh, one first thing talk about Jeff Jarrett is no longer the person in charge of live events for the WWE. Yep. He stepped down. And then not long after we found out that he has a replacement road dog, Jesse James. Yep. And I'm hearing varying reports. Some, some are saying that Jeff Jarrett stepped down. Some are saying that he was let go. So I haven't, I haven't seen a confirmation of exactly what happened. I just know he's gone. Either way, Double J is being replaced by the real Double J. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's kind <Exactly>. of. <laughs> uh, and I want to hear them start singing Spend My Days Working Hard on, you know, that, that song. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, and I think that's pretty interesting. And the other news, you know, uh, we can kind of hit on kind of a big story was um, Kitty Omega has returned mm-hmm. to AEW. Yep. You know, and so there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff going on in AEW that we've been kind of not mentioning as much and it's not because it's not newsworthy it's just because obviously what was happening in wwe was being reported in you know like regular news outlets not just wrestling or sports outlets right um although i did see an article uh, because when i was googling kenny omega return apparently it actually popped up that one of the things that popped up was a fox news article saying he'd returned and i was like really Mm. oh okay 
I wouldn't expect, you know. Yeah, I wouldn't expect them to report on, you know, AEW since they have that, you know, they have a relationship with WWE. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I didn't even so, think about that. Um, yeah, I mean, because they, yeah, I mean, they've reported on Ric Flair's last match. Of course, that was huge news. Yeah. Um, yeah. When Ric Flair was in the hospital, you know, yeah. he almost died a few years ago. Um, that was really big news. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kenny Omega returning, and now wrestling fans, yes, we're all about, oh, Kenny Omega's back. Yeah. Uh, but I wouldn't expect like the casual person who just knows what wrestling is, especially, you know, it's a not WWE, like you said. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they have that kind of relationship. Kind yeah. Of thing. Well, I mean, SmackDown is on, you know, Fox Sports. You know, they're, yeah, it's on Fox. And then whenever it gets preempted for something on Fox, it gets shown on Fox Sports One. So, yep. You know, I don't know. I don't know. The WWE kind of seems like, you know, the NFL, you know, on a Sunday, you can catch it on two different networks. Yeah. You know, so you have an NBC run network and you have a a Fox Mm -hmm. run network. So that's a kind of an odd one. The, um, remember how we were talking about, you know, CM Punk came back, Mm -hmm. uh, him and Moxley are supposed to have the unification match. Um, for the AEW world title. Well, they was originally everybody thought that was going to be it all out, but they changed it and it's going to be this Wednesday on Dynamite. Now, I'm mm. wondering if there's not going to be some shenanigans and either some someone gets added to the match or the match ends in a DQ or whatever, and then they add some sort of stipulation to the championship match at all out. But it's just kind of weird that they're doing a championship unification match. Okay, they've done it before with the TNT title. Right. With, with Cody and uh, with Cody and Sammy Guevara, which was an amazing match. That was Cody's last match in AEW. Um, but this is the world title. You've got the interim champion in Moxley and the, you know, the recognized champion in punk and you know these are two huge stars you think that they'd save that for the pay-per-view unless they have something interesting in mind for dynamite i'm curious to see how they pull this off because i hope they're not trying to go the wcw route and let's have this on free TV to pop a huge rating right i was i was that was exactly what i was thinking too i was like i hope because Okay, yeah, you're popping a huge rating. Yeah. However, ratings aren't. Uh, ratings will get you commercial sponsorship, but it's not going to get yeah. you people to pay for the events. Right. Ratings ratings will get you a big money TV deal. But again, it, like you said, it's not going to. Is, is giving it away on free TV going to make people still buy all out? And there'll be people that will buy all out. But right. with that with that match as the main event of All Out, that would have pushed more people to mm-hmm. buy that pay per view. So I'm cu- really curious to see how this is going to work. What they're going to do on Wednesday, as far as if they're actually going to go through with a a standard match and get, have the titles unified, or is there going to be outside interference or what? 
And we will discuss all that after I give all of our contact listening info. <laughs> uh, if you'd like to email us, email us at armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast. You can find us on Instagram at armchairbookingpodcast. You can find us on Twitter at bookingarmchair. You can find us on TikTok at armchairbookingpodcast. You can find us on YouTube for the video portion. As far as I know, we're, we're nowhere else as far as videos, unless there's some mm-hmm. kind of third party. And audio platforms, you can find us just about any kind of audio platform there is. If we're not there, let one of us know. Let both of us know. Let somebody know. And we'll do what we can to get ourselves added. You can also find our merch at tpublic.com slash user slash armchair dash booking dash podcast. You can find Dwaylon on Twitter at fat underscore daddy 73. You can find his social other social media as far as uh, videos go on YouTube and TikTok at big and fat. You can find my other podcast, uh, The Cubicle Chat. You can find it on Twitter at cubicle underscore chat and, and also on Facebook, just the, uh, the Cubicle Chat. And just do a search on any kind of po- podcast platform. Also, the same ones you can find this podcast on, you can find that one on. Yep. Because I run everything through Spreaker. Which, by the way, if you're looking to do a podcast, Spreaker is absolutely the way to go. I mean, I, I've seen some of the other ones and the way they work we actually were used to use another one and mm-hmm. they were they're kind of shutting down anyway they, they actually said go to spreaker which uh you know so they oh, were wow. actually, yeah it's <laughs> kind of sister companies but yeah. the other the other one was charging twice as much oh wow given you know so spreaker is charging half as much but given twice the capability right yeah so um because i have another friend you know who's she's actually starting her own podcast and she's going through another platform Mm-hmm. Uh, and she had already started, even though I said, okay, here's what I use a Spreaker. And I showed her everything they just do. Well, she went another route and I asked her, uh, I was actually on her podcast the other night, her very first episode. And I asked her, Hey, um, you know, after the fact, do they distribute, do you know how to do that where it goes to other, you know, platforms? And she's like, Ooh, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. I was like, well, find your RSS feed. I mean, Mm-hmm. And she and she's pretty computer knowledgeable, so I'm pretty sure she can find it. But I'm like, uh, try to find that because, you know, because if you're only on one platform, it's going to be hard to get your stuff out there. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know if she's interested in monetizing those. So, um, she may not be. She may just want to do it just for the enjoyment of doing it. I yeah, know. yeah. Because she's actually been on two episodes of the Cubicle Chat now. And you know, so and and that actually inspired her to start her own. So she had me as her uh, her very first guest, and I'm like, all right, cool. Um, but I mean, it, it there's a learning curve, just like I mean, there's a learning mm-hmm. curve for us. I mean, we're yep. we're still discovering things. Yep. Um, we're always looking for ways to improve. Uh, but if you can think of ways to improve, definitely you know, send us one of those emails. And and if you're if you use Apple Podcasts or if you use Spotify, you can always give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. You can also give us a review. Please give us reviews. And if you're watching us on YouTube, hit that like, share, and subscribe button. We are trying to get up to about 100, at least 100 subscribers. So that way we can change the URL to a an actual URL instead of just the, the letters. That, yeah. Yeah. I mean, pretty sure you have the same issue in yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, um, and while we're talking about podcasts, go listen to The Hill Truth, another excellent episode today. Uh, talking about booing baby faces and he had bobby from botched spots and chair shots he was on there uh excellent episode and i'd like to get well i'd like to get ted back on our show because you know we're talking mm-hmm. about ted and well i was going to talk about ted because ted is the absolute man and 
we need to try to get Bobby on here for yeah. Botch Shot because that dude, I don't know if you heard, I mean, it was, it was a great, great show because uh, you can tell, yeah, he's actually been in the business. Oh, okay. You know, so he can actually kind of give that insight as well. Um, you know, but, and listen to Wrestling with the Truth, another good podcast out mm-hmm. of Nova Scotia. And who are some of the other ones? Oh, non wrestling, bless their hearts, true crime cast, because true crime cast gave us a shout out the other day yeah. on Twitter. Yes, I did. Yeah, thank you very much, Jamie and John, for that. Uh, because somebody was asking, Hey, what's a good wrestling podcast? And he went, We were the only one he mentioned, mm-hmm. you know. So thank you, Jamie. Appreciate that. I'm pretty sure it's usually Jamie who posts under that name. John does stuff under the bless their hearts on their Twitter. So, okay. uh, either way, both good podcasts. So, have I gotten everything? Uh, I believe so. Okay. So I watch, I mean, right before I go to bed and I, I, I think it's, ah, crap, I forgot to mention this. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So the first news story and you texted me this and Jeff Jarrett is no longer the yep. person in charge of the. Yeah. He was uh vice president in charge of live, live events for yep. WWE. Which is um, actually a, a pretty, pretty, I would imagine pretty involved position. Oh yeah. Yeah, because um, he was there um, as a backstage producer, and then uh, he ended up getting let go, and then they ended up bringing him back and putting him in charge of you know the live events, um, which I just I I still find it funny that Vince brought Jeff Jarrett back in, considering their I know their history. <laughs> Uh, Anybody that doesn't know the history, quick recap. Um, Jeff Jarrett was leaving. Uh, His contract had ended before No Mercy um, 1999. He was scheduled to defend the Intercontinental title against China, but he was asking for, um, I think it was $300,000, the way WWE spun it at the time is that he was trying to hold up, hold them up for $300,000. No, his contract was up. He was, he was doing them a favor by competing in the match under no contract. So he could drop the title to China. The $300,000 was the money he would have been owed from live events, merchandise yeah, sales. They owed it. That. They owed him that money. They, uh, yeah. They, they owed him that day, money. Basically. Yeah, he just wanted his money before he left the company because he figured if he left before he got it, he'd never get it. So right. I don't blame him. Run me my money. <laughs> Give yes, you owe me three hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. I'm going to need my money. So when Vince bought WCW, he made it a point because Vince <laughs> is just super petty. Made it a point to basically, you know embarrassed Jeff Jarrett on worldwide television that and day. Yeah. That day, the, the, the simulcast. Know, yeah. During the simulcast as Vince is taking over WCW, he's making sure to tell Jeff Jarrett on worldwide television that he's fired. Yep. Cause he said double G double O double N double yeah. gone. You're yeah. fired pal. Yeah. And at first when he did that, honestly, I thought, okay, he's just, Messing with him, joking, mm-hmm. then finally later on, no, that was his way of that was his way of his getting fired. Back. And the thing is, it's like Jared didn't do anything wrong. He asked for money that was owed to him. Mm-hmm. He was, 
after he did the co- you know, as he's doing the company a favor, working without a contract to, you know, put somebody over on his way out the door. Yeah. So and and a lot of guys did not like putting China over. No, they didn't. Yeah, Jarrett didn't have a problem with it. Chris nope. Jericho didn't have a problem with it. Nope. Um, uh, Mark Henry had no issue. Yeah. You know, working with China or putting her over, but um, a lot of guys did. And Jeff was I I think I felt that he was being pretty professional. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, worked without a contract, put China over to drop the belt on his way out. He simply just wanted to be paid what he was owed. I don't mm-hmm. see anything wrong with that. Of course, you know, Jeff and his father end up creating TNA wrestling. So I'm sure Vince wasn't happy about that because Vince <laughs> thought that he had controlled the market and then Here's another wrestling company popping up. Um, but I feel like this with Jeff Jarrett out and Road Dog back in, I feel like, and I've seen reports of this, that Triple H is trying to get the people back that were in his inner circle when he was running NXT, especially when NXT was at its hottest. And he's getting those people back into WWE. So Road Dog is checking Jeff Jarrett's place as the vice president of live events. Um, like I told Steve bef- um, before the show, Road Dog's an excellent hype man. So he knows how to mm-hmm. get crowded. You know, he knows what it takes to get crowd involvement and, you know, draw people in and things like that. So I think it's a good position for him. Um, I will give WWE credit. Uh, They've got me watching Raw and SmackDown again, which wasn't a thing for years, but I've actually been watching them the, since yeah. Triple H has taken over. And I mean, everything's not perfect, and nobody and nobody should expect it to just be go from here's the Vince McMahon WWE to here's the Triple H WWE. Mm-hmm. But it has gotten better. The shows are more coherent, and there's more like. Even the continuity is getting better. And there's more wrestling. And there's a lot more wrestling. <laughs> yes. A lot more focus on women's wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, stars that Vince McMahon didn't see any value in are getting pushed. Namely, my favorite female wrestler in the world, Shanda Baszler. Went from an afterthought with Vince McMahon because he didn't, for he didn't some get reason, it. he didn't get it. He didn't get her gimmick. It's like there's no gimmick. He does. Um, but now she is the um, she gets a SmackDown Women's Title match at uh, in Cardiff at Clash of the Castle, and they've made her look like a killer again. So Shayna Baszler looks physically looks like a killer. Yes, and I and I still say I know I'm getting off on a tangent for just a second. I still need her to beat Liv Morgan for the title so we can get Ronda Rousey, so we can get Shayna Baszler versus Ronda Rousey. Which so we can get very, very easily turn into a shoot fight. Yep. Good. I mean, because I think Shayna Baszler, she'd walk up to you and demand your lunch money, your car keys, and a back rub. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, she'd get them. I mean, and the thing <laughs> is, know? it's like not only is she a trained MMA fighter, but she is a submission specialist. Yes. I mean, she's legit, I and mean, she's the real deal, not somebody you'd want to mess around with. Yeah, but 
we'll see how things go, you know, with the live events and stuff. I'm sure, I'm sure it'll go well because I'm sure Road Dog knows. You know, he. I feel like he knows what he's doing, and I don't think Triple H would have brought him back in if he didn't have a proven track record before because he worked in NXT. When, when NXT was at its hottest, he was in Triple H's inner circle in NXT. Um, also, Shawn Michaels is now vice president for talent development. Okay. So, D-Generation X has taken over WWE. Which is pretty wild. <laughs> it's pretty uh, funny. Um... I saw that on Twitter, and it showed them back in, like, 97, where there's, like, sitting there, just yeah. being goofballs, eating bananas. And it said, just think. DX has taken over WWE. And um, another thing about uh, Road Dog Jesse James, it, and a lot and a lot of people don't even realize this because he doesn't go by his um, well his old ring name. Mm -hmm. um, you know he's an Armstrong. Yeah, he's second generation. Uh, and I'm actually going to look up their real name is not actually Armstrong. <laughs> I just not thought of. Yeah, that. I can't remember what it was. I can't remember what the real family name is, but. Yeah, I mean, his dad was Bullet Bob. You know, he's got... Oh, you know. James. Their last name is James. Oh, okay. Jesse James. So, um, his name is Brian Gerard Brian. James. Okay. Um, so, yeah, but yeah, their last name, they always went by the Armstrongs. You know, Brian yeah. Armstrong, Brad Armstrong, Scott Armstrong, Steve Armstrong, you know, um, yep. uh, uh, the dad. Oh, my Lord. Bob. Bob. Bullet Bob. Bullet Bob. Yep. You know, a great wrestling family, and... Scott's, so, ref, Scott's refereeing in TNA now. Oh, he left, there you he go. left WWE and he's in he's in uh he's over in Impact now. Yeah, so and their dad was a famous wrestler and he was a promoter down mm -hmm. in around the Pensacola area because I want to say um Road Dog, I mean, I think he's actually listed as being from Pensacola. Mm -hmm. You know, and you know, so he understands it for just like Jeff Jarrett, I mean his dad was more famous. I don't think Jerry Jarrett ever wrestled. He only promoted. No, I think he was just a promoter. I don't I don't recall him ever wrestling. And, you know, so Road Dog and of course Road Dog I think he actually he has the respect of everybody also. Mm hmm You know, I mean and he he's had his he's had a couple of legal troubles too, like trying to go across the Canadian border with a whole bunch of weed in a suitcase. That didn't work out so well. Yeah, <laughs> so people people need to learn. You're not taking anything across. You're not taking anything across the Canadian border. They're they're not having it. They're just not. No, they're not. <laughs> um, including apparently, well, it, female wrestler was supposed to be on SmackDown or maybe Raw last week when they were Nik in um, Nikita Lines. Yeah, because the rumor was she because she wasn't vaxxed. They weren't literally. She's actually addressed that. I haven't actually seen what she said, but she said that's actually not. The yeah, reason. I haven't either. Yeah, but she says that's not the reason why. Um. The uh, Usos were not on SmackDown this past week. Of course, uh, they both have previous DUIs. Multiple. Yeah. Unfortunately. And, so, and, and with Canada, that is a no. If you have you can have a single DUI. You're like they're like, well, sorry. Yeah. You're not getting in. Yep. So, but I think Road Dog. I mean, I think that I think he'll do good. Yeah, you know, especially I, I mean, good. yeah, he's already has a good relationship with Triple H. He always had, has a good relationship yeah. with, you know, Shawn Michaels. He has a good relationship with everybody. I think Jeff Jarrett probably did get along with everybody, but at the same time, you know, um, I don't want to say he'd be considered an outsider in a way, but um, 
I think he would. I think that because they're, I think they're trying their best to, I wouldn't say erase Vince McMahon, but I think they're trying to do away with the, the old ways, so to speak, of doing business. Right. And Jeff was one of those Vince McMahon guys. I'm honestly surprised that Kevin Dunn is sticking around. From what I've seen, uh, Kevin Dunn, as of right now, there's no plans to release Kevin Dunn, which I'm very surprised. But maybe they look at it like, well, Vince is gone, so now we just rein him in some. I think I told you, I don't think I said this on area, but I'll go ahead and say it now. He's he's kind of like the guy in Demolition Man. You know, the... yeah. Yeah. yeah, the um, the assistant. Bob. Yeah, the assistant. Bob. Yeah, I couldn't remember his name. In yeah, Christian man. Bob. But, yeah, um, yeah, because after the older guy was killed by Wesley Snipes, um, yes. or actually he had somebody because he couldn't do it. He was programmed yeah, he, not to do it. Yeah. So he had uh, Jesse Ventura's. Character. Was it Jesse Ventura? It was Jesse Ventura. <laughs> Even he better. had Jesse Ventura's character, um, kill the guy that ran the whole city. Yeah, and then yeah, after. After that was over, he ended up going with Dennis Leary's character, yeah, who had been terrorizing the city the whole time. And... Yeah, like and he's like, okay, first of all, we're gonna get you get you a change of clothes, and then yeah, you know, um, of course, one of the best parts of the movie, we're gonna have dinner tonight at Taco Bell. At Taco Bell, Taco <laughs> Bell's looking like a five star restaurant. Yeah, like, like huh? It's like, well, they had restaurant wars. They're the only ones who survived. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Either way, good movie. Go check it out if you haven't oh, already. I, lo- West- I love West- that movie. Wesley Snipes is awesome in that movie. Yes. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, before we get to talk about Wesley Snipes movies, because that's <laughs> something else I think we could both go, oh, Wesley Snipes, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, but anyway, so so that's what Kevin done. That's what his role may be is the assistant to whoever's in charge. Could be. You know, yeah. And and I, and I don't feel like Kevin Dunn, I mean, he's a lot of things, but dumb is not one of them. No. And it's like, what am I going to do if I don't work for WWE? Because he's got enough of a reputation and not the best reputation. Right. I don't see another wrestling company like, oh, we've got to bring in Kevin Dunn. And it's like, no, you can keep your shaky cam over there. Yes. There's now that's one thing they're still doing is the shaky cam. They're still doing that. And I'm hoping that that's just, I know it's going to take time to, you know, fix a lot of the issues, but I'm hoping they rein that in before too long because that's it's just really unnecessary. It makes it look really cartoony. Yes. And and be honest with you, you know, I think if somebody had um kind of some kind of like bad epilepsy, you know, yeah. I mean it could yeah. I mean I mean that in all seriousness. Oh yeah. You know definitely. Uh but we'll see. I mean now you can't you can never have him working with somebody like Jim Cornette. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, of course, Cornette's really not involved with an actual promotion. Mm-hmm. Nope. He's just doing no, because the last promotion he was directly involved in, he did. He was doing commentary uh, for the NWA, uh, said some said some stuff on air that he shouldn't have said. Yeah. And uh, Billy Corgan's like, nah. You gotta go. He says some stuff that thirty years ago. Yeah, and but Jim Cornette looks at it like I feel like Jim Cornette looks at it like, well, this worked in the eighties. Yeah, that did work in the eighties. People didn't know as much about things as they did do now, right? In twenty twenty two, 
and there's just things you can't say. There's just, I mean, there's things you shouldn't say. There's things you shouldn't say on a television program. I mean, there's just. And, you know, he he was like, I was just trying to draw heat because if you know anything about Jim Cornette, Mm -hmm. you know, Jim Cornette is not, he's not the character he was trying to portray. Mm -hmm. And. (laughs) Did you see her pop in? (laughs) Uh Oh, he's like, oh. He's on the podcast. I got to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but Cornette, you know, he should have still known you can't say things like what yeah, he said. Yeah, you can't say things like that, especially in this day and age. You just can't. And no wrestling promotion is going to look the other way on that because there's too much, you know, fans aren't going to like it. Sponsors aren't going to like it. You know, nobody's going to burn a bridge for Jim Cornette these days. Right. Just not, for him to be able to say stuff that he was able to say 30 years ago just doesn't work that way. Yeah. But yeah. He's just doing his podcast now, as far as I know. I'm sure he probably goes to like bigger fan conventions and things like that. As, but... long, as long as he doesn't have to fly. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's the thing. Cause, and, and if you, if you ever want to just want to pick somebody's mind as far as wrestling, Oh, absolutely. If he, yeah. if, like, if he could, I feel like if he could just have an objective attitude about the product today, mm-hmm. he is a, just a endless stream of wrestling knowledge. He's, he's one of those, he's forgotten more about professional wrestling than a lot of people will ever learn. Oh, um, absolutely. I mean, he's run his own promotion been a manager you know managed successful tag teams he he's, he has a brilliant mind for tag team wrestling um and i just wish he would be i th- i wish he would just give today's wrestling more of a chance i just feel like he's kind of stuck in that well this is what worked in my day so why can't they do this now it's like well wrestling's evolved in the last 30 plus years yep. and Things that worked back then aren't going to get over today. I mean, because if you think about the the type of roles that you have in a wrestling, like the the visible roles that you always think mm-hmm. of, you know, he's wrestled. Yeah, you know, obviously he's more known as a manager. Mm-hmm. Um, he's done commentary. Um, he's been know, he's, on the booking. He's been on the booking committee. Yes, he's been a trainer. Yeah, you know, because he was running OVW, mm-hmm. you know, so he was helping train them. Now he wasn't the one in the ring training them, right? Uh, I mean, he left that to I think it was Rip Rogers and uh, Danny Davis, Nightmare Danny right. Davis, you know. And there's some others. Al Snow was down there now, but of course Jim Cornette's not part of OVW, right? Um, but he's been part of all that, you know. So. Um, yeah, so he would definitely be a person who would know how to run the business. But like you said, he still wants to run it in a way that it's wild because you hear him, he'll start getting mad at, you know, back back in back in the day, you know, you couldn't talk about these things. It's not a thing that ought to be like that. And I'm like, Jim, if they still did that, you wouldn't be as famous as what you are now. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And he's another one. All right, Jim, that's great. Wrestling. You start talking politics, 
that's what yeah. I'm out. Yeah. You know, um, and he he's had a lot of complaints about that. But Jim, he Cornell, he actually does not care. I mean No, he doesn't care. Yeah. He's so, like if he's like I mean, and he's grown his podcast to where there's two he, of them. Yeah. There's two of them. Yeah, because he's got the standard one and he's got the drive through. Yeah. And both of them, it's like he's pretty much like they're my podcast. If you don't want to if you don't like what I have to say, you don't have to listen. But now I did go to seek out what he had to say about Laurenitis getting fired because he's been very, very open about his relationship with yes. uh, with clown shoes John Laurenitis. Yes, and his disdain for <laughs> yes. John Laurenitis. Uh, and how John Laurenitis he said was uh, well, I, he hates Kevin. Um, no, not Kevin. Dunn. Well, he hates Kevin Dunn too. But um, Vince Russo is the one he absolutely despises. He, yeah, he despises Vince Russo. Yeah. yeah. And he's not afraid to, you know, come out there and say it either. Um, now him getting into a verbal altercation, a real one with Santo um, Morella. Yeah, yeah. Probably not the best idea. No, you know, because uh, and that's like he's better be glad that uh, um, Santino. I said Santo. Santino didn't or whatever, whatever his real name is. Yeah, didn't lay him out because yeah. if you look at his background, he has a legitimate fighting background. Mm-hmm. Yep, <laughs> you know, well, but... and that was one of those things that you know Jim Cornette slapped him, and for too long Jim Cornette was gone. I mean, you mm-hmm. just you can't do that. You can't do that. That was probably something that you could get away with thirty years ago, but uh, but I mean, well, he's he's just sitting at home right now, you know, counting his money from that he's getting from um his podcast and yeah. eating Wendy's. Uh, yeah, eating Wendy's, a lot of triple <laughs> cheeseburger, triple cheese, <laughs> double onion. Um, okay, I'm doing my best imitation of Bruce Pritchard imitating Jim Cornette. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, I haven't even really listened to uh, the only other podcast i've you know as far as like all the conrads that i've been listening to honestly is orange mm-hmm. yep. yeah because um and it's not like they're getting stale i mean it's just there's so many uh, yeah there's so mean, many of them yeah uh but anyway so back to the original topic talking about road dog jesse james and him now taking over as the vice president of the live events and you're talking about sean michaels also taking over vice president of the uh what was it not talent relations, uh, but talent development talent development yep I can see that. Well, I'll get to think. Well, Shawn Michaels had a wrestling school, and he had one student. Yeah, that one student was Brian Danielson. Yeah, but he only yeah, had the, one student. It's like the one student ended up being like the best wrestler in the world. But yeah, <laughs> but uh, but I mean, I think that's why he's in NXT though, because he is training them in NXT. Yeah. At least he's helping them. Yeah, uh, and I really wish he hadn't shaved his head because it that's not a good look for him. No, it's not. But I mean, I give him credit. He went ahead and shaved it because Mother Nature was taking that real quick. It was. <laughs> the hairline started cruising. You yeah. Might as well just take it I away. I mean, some of, the, some of his last few matches, like, before he retired, like, especially when he started sweating, you could really see, especially if his head was down, you could really see where the hair was either gone or getting really thin. So He started getting, like, the flesh-colored yarmulke back there. Yep. 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 Yeah. And... And I think he'll do good at that just because we saw how good uh, – well, we know there for a little bit, everybody was saying NXT is actually better than Raw or SmackDown. Oh, yeah. Uh, there for a while, especially, like, I'd say probably 
2016 to 20, the late 2018. Yeah, it was the best thing, you know, that WWE was putting out. And every time they had um, the the dual pay-per-views where they would have NXT on the Friday or Saturday night and then WWE. Yeah. They had the weekend. Yep. And they only did, they they only did that as part of like the big four. Yeah. Yeah. But there, the NXT takeover shows always stole the weekend. Yeah. Like it was always better than whatever the main roster pay-per-view was. They just raised that bar pretty high. They raised that bar. And then, you would think the main roster would be, you think, not the talent on the main roster, but you would think the people producing that product would be like, okay, our quote-unquote developmental has raised the bar this high. We've got to match that. You know, we can't have the developmental looking better than the main roster. But right. they didn't even try. Yeah, they didn't step up their game. They told NXT to calm down. It's like Yeah, exactly. They told NXT to dial it back, and it's like that's no, that's no, not how no. you do things. No, you know if you want, and this is not just wrestling, just in general. If you want things to just keep steadily improving, steadily improving, you're getting better and better mm-hmm. all the time. You don't tell one of them, okay, stop. Yeah, because you're no, it's you use that as inspiration to up your own game. My daughter had that issue in school when she was younger, that to where she was you know she was gifted and talented still is um and she she would be done with her schoolwork before anybody else in the class instead and i kept i kept telling them encourage that give mm-hmm. her give her more to do because she's capable of doing more instead they were just like well i need you to sit here quietly and let the rest of the cl- class catch up to you and it's like no no and they wonder why sometimes kids uh, start getting in trouble in school and they start not wanting to go to school because they get bored. They get bored. That's why we uh, we took her out of school and started homeschooling her, and she's been able to skip two grades. So, because, and it's still, that girl, it's still hard to challenge her. Even as much as we try, it's just she's one of those people. It's just, it comes easy. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, before we start getting into other tangents, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, NXT, the first uh, takeover that I remember watching was, I want to say they were in San Antonio, could be wrong, but, or maybe even Houston, it was the one, Shinsuke was the champion. He was oh. dropping the belt to Bobby Roode. Yes. Yes. At their entrances. Yes. I was like, holy crap, who are these two guys? You know, and their entrances, why can't they get th- these kind of entrances on mm-hmm. the main roster? You know, uh, for anybody on the main roster. And uh, and then at Shinsuke actually got hurt during that match because yes. he was getting ready to move up to the main roster, but unfortunately he got hurt. Yeah. Uh, and so they had to delay that by however many months until he was clear to come back. Yeah, I think it was something with his orbital bone or something. I think it was an eye injury or something. Yes, I'd have to go back and look. But yeah, it was yeah. Um, because he did drop the belt mm-hmm. to Bobby Roode. Yeah. And, and then Bobby Roode actually 
I want to say they came up to the main roster right about the same time because yeah, because Bobby Roode came up to the main roster after he dropped it to Drew McIntyre. Uh, yeah, and then about that time, Shinsuke was clear, and yeah, they came up like pretty close to each other. Right, and I just remember the interest of Shinsuke with. You know the violin, the dun, 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 mm-hmm. dun, dun, dun. okay. I'll just stop now before I hurt hurt people, uh, <laughs> before I hurt their ears anymore. But I want to say he was on. It wasn't a surfboard, but it was something kind of similar, a platform, a moving platform. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Bobby Roode came out with his glorious. Yeah, and he was on the spinning thing, kind of like yeah. Bobby Lashley stands on now, and it turned him around. And yeah, and he, he just, had the and it had the choir. They had the choir yes. off to the side. Yeah. Yeah, and the I'm takeovers like, were great. I wish they, I wish they hadn't have gotten rid of those, uh, but that was another thing they got they scrapped when it went to NXT 2.0. Well, I think one of the things, oddly, honestly, that hurt NXT, uh, not just when they went from black and gold to rainbow tie dye, yeah, Technicolor, <laughs> yeah, the, whatever you know the. The 1984 early MTV looking things. Yeah. Uh, now, Grand MTV was playing music then, but anyway, yeah. uh, not working right now. I don't know what what the crap is on there right now, but it ain't music. It's just uh, garbage. It's just garbage. <laughs> <laughs> um, y'all don't get it. Headbangers Ball. Exactly. Yeah. Headbangers and Ball and Yo MTV Raps. Yo MTV Raps. Yes. <laughs> they came on and, and Hard 30 and Hard 60 because Yo MTV Raps and then it was mm-hmm. Hard 30 back to back. Yes, yep. we used to watch them. <laughs> yeah, bring them back anyway. But NXT, if they could bring back the takeovers, they could bring back this kind of interests. I mean, because it was those two interests alone were just absolutely fantastic. It made me want to see them more and bring them up to the mm-hmm. main roster. And yeah, Shinsuke was tearing it up when he first came to the main roster. Boom, won the Royal yeah. Rumble, you know, had the, the title shot at WrestleMania. And then he just ooh, from there. Yeah. They and they should have. They had him win the rumble. They should have had him beat AJ for the title at WrestleMania. Yeah, they had him turn heel, and then had like three, three more matches with him and AJ, and it either ended on a DQ or AJ won. <coughs> so it's like you take like the hottest thing you've got in your company, and then you just like, but no, we're not going to pull the trigger on him. We're just gonna no keep having him lose but uh you we were saying um we were talking about AEW, i think before the before the show started um, yes and kenny omega is back yes. he was the mystery partner like there was any they like there was any body else it was going to be if it wasn't going to be hangman page it was going to be Kenny Omega that was going to be the Young Bucks partner in the trios tournament. Right. Um, and Kenny Omega has played, he has done this. He told a story with his body on Dynamite. Everything he did, he made it look like that he was really winded and still recovering from injury and everything. And that's just great storytelling. Because it's like, you know, he knows that everybody has heard the laundry list of injuries that he had when he left. So to play that up and been like, you know, because he could have just hopped in there and looked like New Japan Pro Wrestling Kenny Omega when he was tearing it up over there. 
but he started off slow, you know, selling the lingering injuries and, you know, selling the, maybe his cardio's not up to, up to snuff yet and everything. But by the time they get to the finals, because Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks are going to the finals of that tournament. I don't know who's going to be on the other side, but I can't imagine that the Bucks and Kenny Omega are not going to the finals of the trios tag tournament. But I bet by the time those finals get here, we'll get main event Kenny Omega again. He'll tell that story of him getting back to form. But that's that's good. I'm glad they did bring out the, you know, they did uh, start the trios titles because they have a lot of three-man groups that they could do that with. Um, like I said, I still don't know where they're going with Mox and Punk having the unification match on free TV instead of the pay-per-view. Which is really... It's really weird considering... Yeah. Here's the thing. All Out is September 4th. We're like two weeks away from All Out. Yeah, that's um, what the day before Labor Day, right? Yeah, so why are you giving away the the world title unification match on TV two weeks before the pay-per-view. When's Clash at the Castle? Clash at the Castle is... I think it's the same weekend. The, I think it's the third. On the Saturday? Yeah, it's a yeah because it's going to be on Saturday. Yeah, and, that, I meant to ask you, how are they doing this because of the five-hour time difference? I, they, I, I can't remember when it... I don't know when it's supposed to start. Uh, let me look. Let's see. Yeah, it'll take place on Saturday, September 3rd. And then All Out is Sunday, September 4th. Well, have they announced... Okay, how are they going to do this? Because are they going to have it at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon, our time, or my time, 1 o'clock in the afternoon, your time? I don't well, know. Well, Let's because... see if I can find what the start time is. It will be... Be one o'clock your time, twelve o'clock mine. Okay, uh, yeah. so that's going to be a wrestling-filled weekend, and that'll be like right after my wife has her surgery. So, um, and that's going to be a long weekend on top of that because it's Labor Day weekend. And so, mm -hmm. yep. And so there you go. Um, wow. Ah, uh, so. You have Clash of the Castle, and then you have, um, okay, I'm stupid. What's the AWs? Uh, all Out. All Out. I was thinking All yeah. Way Out, or, but I was like, no, that doesn't sound right. Um, and the, cla the Clash of the Castle card looks really good. You've got, so far, you've got Liv Morgan and Shayna Baszler for the SmackDown Women's title. You've got a six-woman tag match. You've got Bayley. Dakota Kai and Eel Sky versus Bianca Belair, uh, Alexa Bliss and Asta, uh, which will be a good match. I still don't like the fact that the the Raw Women's title is not being defended. I know, but yeah, I, that that is making sense to me. But I think they're leading up to the feud between Bianca and Bailey because I think that's where okay. that's going. Because I think because you've got Eo and Dakota as a tag team. 
Right. And I think Bailey is going to go after the, the singles women's title. Uh, you've got, I'm sure Bobby Lashley will be on the show. Uh, you've got Roman and Drew for the world title. You've got, for the first time since WrestleMania 37, <laughs> the Intercontinental title will be defended. That's another Triple H change. Yes. A very good good change. Which is Walter defending against Sheamus. I'm usually not a fan of Sheamus being anywhere near a championship picture, but this is going to be a fight. Yes. Because Sheamus, Sheamus is stiff, and so is Walter. And mm-hmm. neither one of them is going to have, n- neither one of them have a problem taking a hit or giving one. I think that might be the sleeper match of the night. It, it, you know, it, and it very well could be because Sheamus is not a bad hand in the ring. No, he is not a bad hand. So, and and Walter is fantastic. So I'm honestly I'm looking forward to that. Um, All Out is going to have right now. I think they're going with Eddie Kingston versus Sammy Guevara. Um, the finals of the trios tournament. I think they're going to end up doing Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa again because Tony Storm. Tony Storm is the number one contender. She's the number one ranked woman in AEW because Chris Chris Stantlander had to have knee surgery. But I say, yeah, she's hurt. Uh, she's hurt, and she's going to be out about eight months, which sucks because she was about to be. Yeah, they, they said she was about to be. She was in line. She was about to get a really big push right before she got injured. I think she was going to be the next challenger. For Thunder Rosa and possibly beat Thunder Rosa and win the title. So that sucks. But I think we'll get Tony Storm versus Thunder Rosa again. Thunderstorm. Uh, yeah. But I don't <laughs> know. They haven't really said what else is going to be on All Out yet. But I, I figure probably this coming Wednesday, they'll probably have some more matches announced. And that one, for what I understand, is also going to be in Chicago, right? Yes. Yeah. And. I don't think they're trying to push Punk as a heel. Um, I think they though, need to. Yeah, because dudes, dudes irritating people. <laughs> He's irritating people, and CM Punk. I mean, he does fine as a face, but he's always better. He's always been better as a heel. I've always liked him better as a heel, and I think that's where they're headed to because. Every feud that he's been in in AEW, it's like the other guys like, well, you're a piece of crap. Nobody really wants you here. You know, he had it with MJF. He had it with Eddie Kingston. You know, he's having it with Moxley. Moxley even said, he's like, the only reason you're in AEW is because you ran out of money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, just sent you, I just sent you a text, by the way. Okay. And, uh, but... Yeah, I think that they're turning him heel. I think it's going. I think it's going to be slow going, but. And I think he's becoming, you know, that disgruntled employee. Yeah, you know, um, and like I said, you know, after a while, you guys said, look at it like Taylor Swift. Maybe it's you. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. like after a while, it's like you've got to look. If you have issues everywhere you go. After a while, it's like, it's got to be you. Yeah, because, I mean, you look at all the people he's had 
like real issues with. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm. Okay, and Vince being petty fired him on his wedding day. Yeah. You know, of course, Punk walked out. Even Steve Austin got on his podcast and said, Punk, don't walk. He said, that was the worst mistake I ever made. Mm-hmm. Don't do And, you know, he just went and Big Fat did it anyway. Yep. And, you know, so Vince fired him on his wedding day. Yeah. And then he had the the promo or the, the podcast on Colt Cabanas, which Colt Cabana also has a pretty good, uh, pretty decent show, by the way. I don't know if you've ever listened to it, but... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, he he does a uh, pretty good job, and but that was the one that really. I mean, I was already listening to Cole Cabana before that. That was the one that really got him even more exposure. Yeah, and then they got sued because yep. of some of the comments he was making. Yeah, because you can't. I mean, you can't say, "Well, I think that that." No, he was flat out saying, "Oh yeah, I had this big old." Uh, staph infection on my back and they didn't do anything about it and blah 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 it's like you can't just go make accusations like that yeah yeah and, you know and he made them directly to the staff doctor at wwe and the doctor's like oh no 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 <laughs> and of course he got sued i mean they they got had a lawsuit mm-hmm. and punk was supposed to pay for cole cabana's legal bills and apparently he never did and apparently he didn't do it yeah. yeah. Apparently he backed out on it, which caused their falling out. Yeah. Uh, found out something else too. Um, which this is on Tony Khan. As much as I like AEW, I don't agree with him doing this because Punk was coming in at the same time Colt Cabana's contract was coming up and Tony mm-hmm. Khan wasn't going to renew it. I think because there was that friction right. with with Cole Cabana and CM Punk, but the majority of the locker room went to bat for Cole Cabana. So Tony Khan re-signed him and basically signed or signed him to Ring of Honor. I mean, now which he's he he I mean he yeah. did make he did become a big name in Ring of Honor. So I mean that makes sense, but it's like you can't just oh well CM Punk's coming in, so let me move this guy that he has an issue with over here. Because if you move everybody that CM Punk has ever had an issue with, you're not going to have a wrestling company. <laughs> exactly. You're going to have CM, you're going to have the fans, the ring and CM Punk because he has an issue with everybody eventually. Yeah. And, and he loves to just run people's name to the mud. And, you know, the stuff that he said about Ryback. Now, granted, I do know Ryback is a very polarizing character mm-hmm. because some of the stuff, it's pretty bad when he puts out a survey, what should I do with my career? And like everybody said, you need to retire. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, he's, uh, he's earned a reputation for hurting people in the ring. Yes. And... I was going to say that with CM Punk talking about that, like that, I'm more inclined to, to believe Punk because other people have also said that right. he's, that Ryback was not safe in the ring to work. With. Right. The other people, though, didn't get on his podcast and say, well, I was talking to Rhino and, or Ryback and said, well, as an accident, are you just a dumb? Yeah. Like, I'm just a dumb. Like, yeah. So you. Yeah. I wouldn't be calling myself that. There, I mean, there's a way to there's a way to handle things and a way not to. It's just. Again, I feel like it's ego driven and it's punk thinking that he's bigger than the yes. business. 
And I don't know, when he came back last year, I'm like, okay, he's going definitely going to bring in some. He's going to bring in ratings. He's going to bring in the audience. Yeah. I How mean, I thought gonna... it. Yeah. I thought it was cool that he came back. You know, I like CM Punk. Bought everybody as, ice cream. Yes. Yeah. As far as wrestling goes and, you know, great promo and all that. But just, you can't, can't, you just can't be the disgruntled employee at any job, not just wrestling. Right. I mean, any sport, any job, you can't be the disgruntled employee and think everything's supposed to go your way. I don't care how famous you are. You know, I don't care how big of a star you are in wrestling. No one is bigger than the entire business. Right. Not and, even not not even Hogan. Not even bigger. The Rock. Yeah, not even Hogan or The Rock or Steve Austin was bigger than the entire sport of pro wrestling. And Punk thinks he and, is, and he's got legitimate heat with people again. And Punk's thing is, too, Punk, everybody's supposed to have a bit of an ego in wrestling. If you're not in it, if you don't think you're the best, nobody else is going to. And I'm fine with that. But I feel like Punk thinks his face should be on the Mount Rushmore of pro wrestling. And it's like, no, you're good, but not that good. <laughs> and now he, of course, clashed with Vince McMahon. Mm -hmm. Clash with Triple H. With Triple H. Uh, Stephanie. Who, Stephanie. Okay, I, I, I figured they, him and Stephanie probably had some kind of grievances. I uh, don't know about him and Shawn Michaels, but I'm pretty sure um, because Punk, he's been a little outspoken about being like anti-religious and Shawn Michaels, everybody knows his mm -hmm. story. So they, that might be a conflict, but no. I know, also know Shawn Michaels has also been able to be professional about it. Yeah. And Punk, I can't see him not be when it comes to that. Plus um, Punk. Punk can be a little holier than thou at times about being straight edge. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, there's a lot of guys in the business that are, you know, recovered alcoholics or <laughs> yeah. recovered addicts or whatever. And it's like, it's fine if, you, if you're playing that up as an aspect of your character. But I feel like he's, he's like that regardless. I feel like he's just a little, yeah, you know, a little too there's nothing wrong with being proud of being sober i'm very proud of being sober but i also don't try to throw it in anybody else's face and you know you're grown right. you do exactly you do what you do and that's your business it's just not for me but i feel like punk tries to throw it you know throw his sobriety in other people's face and make the other person feel bad about not being able to be sober and that's where him and jeff hardy had the conflicts mm-hmm and, you know, the list just kind of goes on and on, which means CM Punk came back after seven years. WWE wasn't going to take him. He probably oh, didn't. No. No. Yeah. He didn't want to go to Impact because that wouldn't be it. Well, just to be kind of a play on words, it wouldn't have as much of an impact if he went. Well, no, to because Impact is doing Impact is it's I mean, it's excellent wrestling. If you yes. don't watch Impact, you should watch it. It's excellent wrestling. It's just a much smaller scale. Mm -hmm. It's to me, it's like it's like what Ring of Honor was. It's that smaller, mm -hmm. more intimate type setting. 
Uh, but excellent wrestling regardless. But yeah, that would not have been a big enough stage for Punk. Yeah, and and he could get the money. I mean, oh yeah, uh, they'd have, they'd have paid the money for it, but he wouldn't have got the exposure that his ego needed. And you know, he's trying to stick it to McMahon. Of course, here's the funny thing: McMahon's gone now. Yeah, Triple H is the man in charge. So what's he going to try to stick it to Triple H? Yeah. Triple H will stick it right back to him. Exactly. And it's like, just go and do your job. And here's the thing, too. It's like you come into the company talking about, you know, I want to work with all this young talent and help, you know, help get these guys to the next level. But then you win every feud that you're in. And then, you know, you win the world title. Which personally, I didn't think that was necessary for him to beat Hangman. I thought and, it was too early and win the title. Yeah, uh, and then you break your foot, and then you're gone. John Moxley wins the interim title and put that company on his back, mm-hmm. and has been fantastic week in and week out. And I feel like that some of that heat that Punk was generating in his promo about moxley on wednesday this past wednesday i feel like some of that was legit because i think punk was like well i'm the world champion but they're talking about this guy because and it's like i know he got injured but it's like this guy's done the work Mm -hmm. you know he's you know he's he's been there you know putting the company on his back while you were out injured and you know, he's been, John Moxley has been there, you know, not from the very beginning, but pretty close. Has been in AEW the majority of the time it's been in existence. And, you know, for Punk to walk in and in eight months' time win every feud he's involved in and win the world title. Um, just... and, and, well, not only that, but um, actually it was just this week, I think he hit his one-year mark in AEW. Yeah. And I only, yeah. the, I only know that because of my Facebook memories, <laughs> you yeah. know, because one of them, I think, I think you, no, I tagged you, I think I tagged you and Kyle in it. It said Punk is all elite. Yeah. That thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah. He just hit his year and he's already won the world title. It was one of those things. Punk didn't need the world title to be a big star in AEW. I mean, he was already a big star. Right. Regardless. He didn't need the world title. I think I think they took it off Hangman too early. I agree. And and also um Omega, Kenny Omega, he he got injured what in October, November? Mm-hmm. And so there really was not a whole lot of time where they were both in the company at the same time. And now Omega right. of course is back. Yeah. Which is, which is kind of funny because that was the original thing we started talking about. Yeah, <laughs> but we always uh, circle back, people. We, we do. Always we always we always circle back. We will get back to it eventually. <laughs> um, but yeah, now that Omega's back, and and we know Omega was huge. You know, he was the oh like, yeah biggest name in wrestling. You know yeah. how many how many times has he been the number one ranked ranked wrestler on PWS top five hundred? Uh, I think from like twenty sixteen to. When he left to go to AEW, <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's like it was him. Like he had match of the year with Okada, like two or three years in a row. Um, 
yeah, it was voted number one in Pro Wrestling Illustrated, you know, top mm-hmm. 500, and he's the number one ranked wrestler in the world. Um, I mean, at the time when he was AEW world champion, he was AEW world champion, Impact world champion, and the AAA world champion. Yes. And he's putting on, and I mean, the guy's got vertigo. The guy's got issues with his knees. The guy had issues with his back. Uh, I think he had some nerve issues, and he's still putting on match of the year candidates. Yes. And so that's somebody else that Punk may have to go, you know what? If they're around, you're not going to be number one. Mm-hmm. You are not going to be the smartest person in the room as long as they're in the room with you. Well, no, and they've got talent that they're building. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, they're building Jungle Boy as a singles mm-hmm. singles talent. Ricky Starks has just has turned face, and they're building him as a singles talent. You've got... Um, you still got MJF in the wings. You've got Darby Allen. Uh, you've got, and then like more established talent, you've got Miro, Malachi Black. Um, and then you've got, who else have you got? There was somebody else I was thinking of. Um, but you've got all these guys. You've got a good mix of the young guys getting a good push and the established guys building, you know, building their legacy. So they're only going to cater to Punk for so long, especially with all this locker room turmoil that I've been reading mm-hmm. that, he's, that a lot of it is stemming from him. They're only going to put up with that for so long before, especially with Triple H in charge of WWE, when it comes contract time, people are going to be like, do I stay here and deal with all this or do I go over the, Do I go over there? Right. And by the way, Kenny Omega was number one last year. The year before that, it was John Moxley. That's right. Mox, <laughs> so, Mox did win it. That's right. Yes. Mox uh, did win it last year. Yeah. Year year before that was Rollins, but the year before that was Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. So Kenny Omega twice has been number one in the PWI 500. Uh, CM Punk was it in, in 2012, mm-hmm. which makes sense because 2012, I mean, he was yeah lighting it up. It was yeah. 2014 where he took his ball and went home, and yep. they said, "Okay, we have another ball." Yeah, <laughs> you know. So, and that's the thing: a lot of these guys need to realize, like you said, there's always another ball. They've mm-hmm. always got. You're not. You're not the only. If you were the only person that they, you know, could push, they wouldn't be a very good wrestling company, right? There's always and, somebody else that can take your spot. I mean, AEW has proved that when they had the rash of injuries and were able to just kind of pivot and focus on other people and not miss a beat. I mean, there's CM Punk's not the only main event talent in that company. Exactly. And even though he thinks he is, I mean, because Eddie Kingston is definitely on the rise. Yes, exactly. I would love to see Eddie Kingston win the world title. Yep. Uh, well, like you said before, even if it is just for a short time. Yeah, even if know, it's a short time, the fact that he, it would it would validate his entire career. I mean, and it would validate him personally because he's been very open about his mental health issues, and his wrestling has always been his wrestling promo skills. 
he is one, he is on my short list of like some of the realest people in wrestling. You believe yes. everything that comes out of his mouth. Yes, and I apparently he actually has some legitimate heat with uh Jericho. Yes, he said that he said he didn't like the matches with Jericho. He said they were difficult to get through. I don't know if it's Jericho's style or planning or what cuz Eddie's just pretty much Eddie's a fighter and he's right. just like Give me the story and let me go in the ring and tell it. Oh, so I don't know. I, I'm. I think we've said this before. It's a good time to be a wrestling fan right now because we see all the positive changes that are happening in WWE. I got your text. Yeah, finally I, got, I looked down and it and it said yeah. it failed to send, so I tried to send it again. Yeah, I got it. That's great. That, yeah. That's very good. <laughs> yeah, I, sent, I sent a meme combining. It, it was it had it was a Batman meme, and I have a rule: if I get a Batman meme, I'm going to send it to Joel, and I don't care what it is because um, I am a massive Batman fan. <laughs> he is. He is a massive Batman fan, uh, and I think that's because you never see them in the same place. Hey. Um, but you also don't see him and Robin in the same place either. You know, hey, <laughs> but that's, that, is, that is true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> But I'd go with Nightwing. Over with <laughs> there you Nightwing. go. There you go. There you go. Oh, I agree with that. But you know, but it, it also this one also had something about CM Punk. I actually got it. I uh, found it the other day. I meant to send it to you then. And <laughs> I was talk about it. like, oh yeah, hold on, before I forget again. But um, I never forgot what I was saying. Oh, a good time to be a wrestling fan because the positive stuff happening in the WWE. I mean, we know. I don't think it could have gotten much worse because they were like on yeah. the way. Uh, yeah, I mean, they I were. They were scraping bottom of the barrel at that point, you know. Yeah, because I think we even asked on one of our shows, are they on the verge of collapse? Because mm -hmm. uh, even the most loyal fans were not watching the shows. They were, you know, I hadn't, I was to the point, I was only watching the DVRs. Well, right now, I, I watch the DVRs anyway, but it's because of, you know, our recording schedule. Right. But sometimes even then, I was like, I don't even know if I want to sit through the DVR because I know the first 25 minutes of it's going to be a promo yep. it's going to be a skit you know and then they're going to they're going to talk about some the match they're going to start talking about the match we're going to have at the end of the show and then every 15 minutes they're going to remind us oh by the way that in the show we're going to have oh but here was the video at the, be the beginning of the show uh yeah you know, and we might eventually get to wrestling and even smackdown and i said the one time i was texting you going i'm watching the show i'm watching smackdown live right now and because i was watching on, on a little bit of delay Mm -hmm. So I was having to fast forward so I could see how long the minutes were, you know, when you fast forward. Yeah. Yep. I'm like, I was like, they had, I don't even think they had 20 minutes of wrestling in this entire show. And it turns out they didn't. They had 19 minutes total mm -hmm. of wrestling on a show that is 120 minutes long. Yeah. On a wrestling show. And then it was not long after that, all of a sudden everything with events went down. And well, he's gone, and all of a sudden Triple H came in there, and all of a sudden it's starting to yeah. And there's and there's wrestling on there. Like yeah, I mean, we, we got Bobby Lashley versus AJ Styles first mm -hmm. time ever. We got I, that I haven't watched that, but I mean, excellent match. Okay, excellent match. Um, Drew McIntyre and Kevin Owens, excellent match. Yeah, uh, now that one I have seen. Well, most of it anyway. SmackDown from this past Friday, uh, there was a fatal five way to determine the number one contender for Walter's Intercontinental title. It was Sheamus, Corbin, Moss, Ricochet, and Sami Zayn. Excellent match. They got they got time to, you know, to really work, you know, and 
lord. They were in Montreal, and Sami Zayn was so over. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he came out, and that that pop was massive. Sami Zayn, I mean, he's a... Uh, and he is excellent in the ring. He always yeah. has been. And But they're getting time. I mean, last week you had Walter versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the Intercontinental title. They're getting, mm-hmm. they're getting back to wrestling. They're also putting more emphasis on their mid card titles, which should have been done a long time ago. It's a crime that they, um, by the time it'll be the Intercontinental titles defended at uh, Clash in the Castle, it'll be what a year and a half, two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the last time it was defended, it was uh, Big E defending against uh, Apollo. Apollo. Yep. That that was at thirty seven. Yep. The so nine, yeah, a year and a half. Mm-hmm. I yep. mean, it's the last time that the Intercontinental Title has been on pay per view, defended on pay per view, and that's ridiculous. Uh, yes. Especially with some of the other matches they've had on the pay per views. Yeah, and especially with the history of the Intercontinental Title, and like yes, um, they've been emphasizing that that's the workhorse title. That is the title that. The mid card guys, you know, hone their craft with to move up to the main event. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's how it should be. That's what the US title was. You know, especially, you know, in the NWA and WCW. That's what the end that's what the US title was. For WWE, that's what the Intercontinental title was. Those titles are important and shouldn't be, you know, forgotten. Exactly. And you know, so you have all that going on in WWE, all good stuff. AEW, of course, we were just talking about mm-hmm. you know, a lot of stuff happening there. Some of it's kind of backstage drama because MJF, yeah. there's still something going on with him. We don't know if it's a work or a shoot. Yeah. You know, but from all appearances, it feels like it's a it's a shoot. Yeah. But yeah, so not like that, but you also have at Ring of Honor, I mean, which is a little bit of a uh, next tier down. I mean, it, yeah. I know, yeah, their own, but um, it's still giving guys a chance to feed yes. their fans. Yeah, a good and exactly. a good chance. I mean, yeah, uh, Impact is still going strong. The Indies are still going strong. The Northern Wrestling Federation, who you know we support them a lot because we've had yes. a lot of mm-hmm. the folks on our show. They just had their their big event of the year, the Summer Sizzler, this past Saturday, down in Covington. I was not able to go because I was not originally planning on going because mm-hmm. I had the class. And then they canceled on you, and, and then, then they canceled on yeah. me. Like I was even telling my wife, I was like, you know, then I got to look at like. Well, we have no money. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, like, um, so I can't. I can't quite go to the scissors. Yeah, so. I can't. You know, justify spending. Uh, it'll cost me uh, to get down from my house to Covington. Um, let's see, about ten dollars in gas mm-hmm. round trip. Yeah, um, because that's how much gas is. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. it'll but it'll be about ten dollars in gas round trip plus. You know, having to pay for the ticket because I didn't didn't already have it bought beforehand. Right. You know? So, um, and I think the ticket was like about twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, and then of course, you know, you're going to buy. I was going to buy some probably some kind of merch, and then oh yeah, you know, you're going to get a drink. You're going to get like some M and M's or you yeah. know whatever. Uh, and it was going to be. I was going to have a good time, but the problem is, it is the money situation because I mean, I'll be honest. We're um mm-hmm. after moving my daughter down to Orlando and. You know, we has a lot of other things, and we're still playing a lot of catch up. Yeah, you know, so uh, I think everybody's been in that situation. So it's like, 
well, crud, you know, mm-hmm. because we, and we already had, because I wasn't planning on going to it anyway, we already had money earmarked for something for else. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, I get it. Yeah. yeah. That's That's called doing a budget. Yep. <laughs> so, and you got to stick with the budget. Yeah. I hate that I missed it because from everything that I've read and everything that I've uh, heard and saw on video, it was a great show. Yeah. Everything I've seen on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, yeah, it looks like it was great. Uh, congratulations to Noah Gabriel, mm-hmm. who's been a guest several times on the show. Um, he's one half of the new uh, Northern Wrestling Federation Tag Team Champions. Yep, along yeah. with the prodigy, Kobe Kane. Yep. Uh, congratulations to uh, Star Rider, won the NWF Heavyweight Championship. I would love to try to get him on the show. I don't know how to all work out because I mean he is under mask. Yeah. And because we are, you know, we are on YouTube. So yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mean I'll have to hit him up and and you know, and just really just find out okay, how would that work with us having him on the show? Yeah. Um because we've never had he's actually a nice guy. You know, well, I know you've never talked to him, but yeah. <laughs> um, it's kinda hard, you know. But uh yeah, he is he is a pretty nice guy. And well-deserving. He's been waiting six years for this. Mm. And he finally got it. And uh, the tag team scramble, King Titan, who we've had on the show. Yes. And yes. Sean Evans, they are the yeah. ones now, they're the number one contenders. Yeah. For the tag titles. I saw, I, saw, uh, I saw Titan post something on Twitter. Because Noah had posted something, and then Titan had responded to it. Yep. Um and another good friend of our of the show, Sinclair Octavius Bentley, mm-hmm. is now the number one contender for the tri-state title. I hadn't seen. <laughs> I, I I was looking for those results, and uh, I'm awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, because he won the scramble. Now he may have may have held Nasty Russ's tights hey. to to the point where his entire rear end was hanging out. <laughs> got to do what <laughs> so, you got to do. <laughs> yep so championship on the line you gotta do what you gotta yeah, do. I, yeah i mean no come on i mean and it, <laughs> uh it's sinclair i mean it, i don't want to say we support everything sinclair does but we support a lot of things sinclair does. yes <laughs> it's just yeah. uh just because we just think he's that great of a guy oh Even yeah if we don't agree with what he does we still go all right you know it, he it's sinclair it. so <laughs> it's I'm, sinclair. I'm, I'm gonna let it slide <laughs> uh ella de- successfully defended the nwf women's title against big mama yep she didn't lose a title, but she did lose half her tooth. She did. Honestly, me, I was hoping Big Mama was going to win that. I mean, they told from the video clip that I saw uh, on Twitter, um, they were telling an excellent story, um, and I was hoping Big Mama would win it. Uh, I'm hoping she gets another shot at the title. Yep, and I, and I think she will. Uh, Ella got her, her, apparently she got her voice back because if you saw the, the, the Bustin' Lewis video, yeah, that yeah. scream, I was like, yeah, she's yeah. back. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know what happened to cause her to lose half her tooth because she had to post that. I don't either. Yeah. yeah. Um, she found her tooth, unlike Chris Demise when he lost his last year, mm-hmm. you know, in uh, Ludlow. I was there, I was there for that one. That we, I actually helped him look for his tooth. <laughs> he could not find it. But, and also with the the tag team now former tag team champions Joshua and then Andrew Reed, mm-hmm. they have split. Andrew Reed is now a face, okay, and okay. Nikki Victory I guess is accompanying him because Andrew Reed got 
tired of the abuse that Joshua was laying on to Nikki Victory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so now they're split as a team. Nikki Victory is no longer under the servitude of Joshua. That's right. That's right. So, uh, by the way, speaking of Nikki Victory, and I, like I said, it came on at 7 o'clock tonight, but it, it's not like it was live. I mean, it's on YouTube. Right. Yeah. Watch AW Dark. Nikki Victory is, is, was on there. So, yeah. Uh, she'll be wrestling Anna Jay of the Jericho Appreciation Society. Oh, and there you go. So, uh, but I believe that's all we have for this week. Yeah. Or today, I think that, anyway. I think that's it. Uh, Thursday, we are supposed to have former co-host Kyle. He's supposed to be rejoining us for an episode. We are going to be talking about the the great Arn Anderson, Double A, yes. the Enforcer. So, uh, looking forward to that. So, everybody, stay tuned for that. And of course, you know, once we, you know, once we get done, I'll upload it. It'll be it should be available Thursday night. Mm-hmm. It'll be on YouTube Friday morning, just like today's episode will be available Monday evening. It'll be available on YouTube. Tuesday morning at, yep. or Tuesday. Sometimes it just kind of depends on when I can actually get the upload. Right. Upload going because that, that part takes a while. Yeah. So uh, I don't have anything else. You have anything else? No. Nope. That's good. All right. Cool. So until Thursday, God bless. God bless. <laughs>